It's an exciting night here at the end. It is April. Welcome to April, everyone. Uh, it is what I like to refer to as the greatest sports month of the year after football season is over. Um, and that is for these number of reasons. And you know them already. One, the Mariners season started. Uh, come on, people. They're three and one right now. I'm thinking playoffs, World Series. I bought World Series tickets today. Um, UW spring football has started. That gets me really excited. I uh, didn't watch the game last night. Villanova beat Michigan. I doubt we have very many Villanova fans. The only people that are cheering are those that had them in their bracket. But you get the national championship game. It's Masters week for the golfers in the house. We have our golfing section. What a great week. Tiger's back. Guys, Tiger's back. He's going to win the Masters this year. The NFL draft takes place at the end of the month. That is just a lot of fun. The NBA playoffs start, the only interesting time in the NBA. Um, and in this one, which I think is so cool, if you guys don't know, UW softball ranks number one in the country. Ranked number one in the country for the seventh straight week. Come on, people. You don't have softball in the house. Hey, way to go. What a great month. And it's April, which means we get to come back to the inn. That's fun. We get to baptize some people tonight. That's really cool. I'm excited that you're here to celebrate with us. Last week here at the end, I presented a vision to us as a community. Part of being a part of a community is being a part of a vision, but it's also celebrating together. Celebration is a fantastic thing. I hope you came tonight to celebrate. In fact, my hope is to point to the witness of a bunch of students that want to share tonight about what God is doing in their life. Because that is a celebration. That's a lot more powerful than what I could say up here. But before we get to that, just want to share a few of my thoughts tonight um, as I believe that God is up to something here in this place, as he's up to something here in this community, as he's moving us somewhere and, and in this community as individuals and as a group of people, we are becoming something. And I want to dive back into that question tonight of who are we becoming? What does that mean? As, we, as the book of Acts leads the way for us, for those that weren't here last week, we opened up and, and, and dove right into Acts 1, okay? And we looked at this theme verse of the book of Acts, which is really what this is all about. You can put that up there from Acts 1, chapter 8, okay? When Jesus says, you will, be, you will receive power. Excuse me, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, the place that's comfortable that you know, and in all Judea and Samaria, place that's uncomfortable with those you may not normally associate with and eventually to the ends of the earth that the spirit is coming this past Sunday represented okay this Easter that's this the death and the resurrection of Jesus and after his time was here on earth okay lived with us 40 days here on this earth and, and then ascended into heaven and left his spirit to live in us. And that takes us into chapter two. And we're going to dive right in to chapter two in the book of Acts tonight. Now, Acts chapter two is, is a pretty big text. It's a pretty big book um, or, or a chapter of a book in the Bible. And 
It's really kind of broken into these three sections. Um, and uh, we're gonna focus a little bit more on the first section tonight, okay, the first 13 verses. The middle section, actually, if you were here uh, this Sunday, our senior pastor, George Henman, spoke on uh, kind of this middle section in, the, uh, in chapter two. Great message. Uh, if you wanna hear more about that, go to upc.org. Um, catch up to speed on, on what's going on right in the middle of, of Acts two. But tonight, we're gonna start uh, with what's going on right in the beginning of Acts two. And so would you pray with me as we dive into the word of God tonight? Lord Jesus, God, we come before you today desiring your spirit in our life. God, we wanna be part of what you're doing in this world. We wanna jump into that. God, we also want you to be alive in us. We wanna experience your power and your presence a little more tonight, Lord. So would you be our guide as we dive in to your word tonight, Lord? We pray this in your name, amen. Okay, as we, as we dive in, I wanna, I wanna talk about what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this teach us about God? Okay, as, as we dive into the Bible, and what does that then teach us about this community? Okay, the first century church that was just getting started. Okay, and then eventually, what does that have to do with us? 21st century people living in Seattle's U District. Okay, so here we go. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. A bunch of different people were gathered together in one place. In Seattle, Washington, 2018, a bunch of different people gathered together in one place. People from different schools. People that did not even go to school. People that came, that were born and have lived in Seattle their whole life. People that have only been here days. That have come from different cultures different states, different countries, people that are studying abroad, people that have moved here to create a community of people different in the way they think and the way they act and the way they interact with God. We're gathered together here in this place, different but united by the Spirit of God. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, okay, other languages, okay, as the Spirit enabled them. Now, if you're new, if this is your first time in, in a church opening the Bible, this is a little bit weird. Okay, I get that. This is different. This may not be something that we see normally. Okay, the day of Pentecost, okay, this was a big day. This was a traditional day that took place 50 days, okay, after the traditional Passover gathering, after the feast. And so what happened during Pentecost is 50 days after Passover, everyone, all the Jews, okay, everyone from Jerusalem, they would come back, okay, to Jerusalem, kind of on a pilgrimage for a big harvest festival. It took place right between the two harvests that they would have. And so naturally everybody was already coming back in one place. People that spoke different languages, people that had been scattered, people that lived all over the world were coming back into this place and gathering together 50 days, okay, after Passover, which also takes us to about 50 days after the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay, and then the Spirit comes. Okay, the Spirit fills this room and this imagery, okay, and, and, and then the wind and the fire, that these are big pictures of God that when we see these in the Bible, we see this in the Old Testament as well, that, that God oftentimes shows up as the wind. He also shows up as fire, 
Okay, these are ways that God is getting people's attention and connecting with them. And in this place, Jesus has sent his spirit down. And now, okay, what seems odd to us, but at the time, this was the sending of the Holy Spirit to the earth from the first time. Okay, as people are filled with that spirit and now they're speaking all kinds of different languages. Okay, let's, let's go on to the next text. After, uh, let's, uh, let's go back to the uh, Acts 1, Acts 2. Um, there we go. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Let's keep reading. Um, a bunch of people from all over the world. <laughs> you guys are college students, read along. A bunch of people came together. Honestly, I just don't want to butcher those and sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, um, a bunch of people came together. Um, visitors to Rome, and, uh, and people said, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues, in our own languages. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. You can leave that text up there. Um, so what's happening, okay? There's about 120 people that are gathered together, okay? The followers of Jesus who, who stayed together after his death, resurrection, time on earth, ascension into heaven, okay? They're here, they're waiting on the Spirit. The Spirit shows up. These 120 people now are speaking in all kinds of different languages, okay? They're connecting with people and all these other people, okay? Thousands and thousands of people that are in the city that are gathered together for this harvest celebration, okay, are here in the city and they're hearing this group speak in languages. Those that did not speak that tongue, that, that spoke a different language, they're all coming together and, and, and they're hearing these people speak in their own language, and so some people are amazed by this. How is this possible? How am I hearing this in my language? You're hearing this in your language. But some people, of course, think this sounds crazy. These people have obviously had too much wine. There's a movement happening. Okay, before Jesus, the way that people connected Okay, with God was oftentimes through prophets and people that God spoke to, to speak to the nations. And they would come to the temple and offer sacrifices in order to be in right relationship with God. The death of Jesus changed that, allowed us access to God. The curtain was broken and the temple ripped in two. We have access to God now for the first time. And this spirit comes and now individually is above all people. That now it's not one person that God is speaking through to everyone, but now we are given the gift of having this individual relationship with Jesus. That we don't have to talk to him through other people, that we get the chance to interact with God. God is taking something that was impersonal and now through the spirit is making it personal and he is meeting these people exactly where they're at. Speaking their language, something familiar to them. Jesus is coming and meeting us right where we are at. If you are in this room tonight and you do not feel like you necessarily belong in a church building because of what you think about, what you believe, the way you live your life, 
Know that Jesus has something for all of us here in this place tonight. Not only are you welcome here, but Jesus wants to come and meet you right where you're at. You don't have to clean yourself up or get right with God by offering sacrifices. We don't have to live in that period anymore. He wants to come and meet us. In whatever place we come in here tonight, I know some of us are super excited about spring quarter. We're here, it's week two. We're ready to go. We love life right now. Some of us are not in the best place. Even come out here tonight was a challenge because there's something going on in our heart. Something going on in our side of us that's bringing us down right now. Makes us feel like not entering into community. God wants to come tonight and meet you right where you're at. I hope we're receptive to what he wants to do, but he's not just, the spirit here is not just making it personal. It's doing something else. It's breaking down the barriers that have divided people. That's what the spirit is doing. I think that's what the spirit is doing in our world as well. It's reversing here what happened in the Tower of Babel, okay? An Old Testament story where a bunch of people were trying to build, okay, a tower to get to heaven. And God came in and had them all speak different languages. And so instead of building this tower to heaven, it scattered people all over the world. Now God's saying something different, okay? Instead of just scattering everyone, okay, he's bringing people together from lots of different cultures all over the world, to come together, but not, not just to stay together, but to know that they can come in together no matter where they come from, no matter what language they speak, no matter what their culture is, they can worship God together, they can celebrate together, okay? And they can also go back home and they can connect with God in a way that is familiar to them and their culture. It is a celebration of culture, I don't think there's been anything like this on this earth that says there's a way of making everybody one, okay, in unity, but without making everyone the same. Okay, it is a power that can unite the world without subduing the world. The spirit is breaking down social barriers. It's creating an unprecedented kind of internationalism. The spirit has no ambition, okay, to try to, to try to, homogenize the world into a uniform Christian culture that says to follow Jesus or connect with Jesus, it has to look a certain way or you have to be a certain way. Spirit is coming and celebrating the way that different individuals from different places connect with God in different ways. And I'll be honest, here at the end, I don't do the best job of, of totally understanding and knowing and connecting with God in ways that are not totally familiar with my culture. Come from middle, upper class, white American culture. I'm from Bellingham, Washington. Man, I love the Bellingham people in here. Really have some Bellingham pride, which I like. And I come from a background and a culture that kind of connects with God and congruency to a lot of people of that culture do and how they connect with God. But it's not how we all connect with God. We connect with God in different ways and we worship him when we celebrate in different ways. And, and, and as we become the community that, that God is shaping us to be, as we become an inner cultural community here, I hope if you come into this room and feel like a minority in this room that you help us connect with God and teach us about how to connect with God in, in a way that may be more normal, in a way that is celebrated for you personally. Last week I said, if you walk in and you feel like the minority, I want you to feel comfortable in this room. It goes beyond that. 
goes beyond just feeling comfortable and welcome to the place that I want you to know you're needed in this place. You're needed to help shape this community and where we're going. Because the Spirit of God is doing something here in this place in 2018. Acts 2 is pointing forward to Revelation, okay? Final book of the Bible, okay? Looking, um, at, you know, at the end times. And, and Acts, uh, or sorry, uh, Revelation 7, 9 says this. Prophecy toward the end times, okay? After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. That's where this world is going. I want to celebrate that. I want to celebrate from, from Pentecost, okay, the first day that's taking us to this place eventually together and the role that we get to play as a part of that, as this community. United together by the Holy Spirit without feeling like we all need to act and look the same. Does that make sense? You know, the next thing I want to talk about in, in Acts chapter two here, um, in Acts one, okay, what we looked at last week, uh, there were a bunch of people gathered, okay, as Jesus ascends into heaven. And um, as they're gathered, okay, studies, different commentators, different uh, theologians would say that there was a group of maybe around 500 people Okay, that was there as Jesus was with them right before he ascended into heaven and said, hey, I'm taking off, but I'm sending, and I want you to wait here together, okay, and I'm gonna send my spirit to you. But what we see, okay, that was 40 days. That was 40 days after the death and resurrection of Jesus. 50 days after the death and resurrection of Jesus, 50 days after the Passover feast comes um, this time where they're together for Pentecost, 120 of them, okay? That's only around 10 days that the community of people, 500 or so people that watch Jesus ascend into heaven turn into 120 people that are gathering and waiting on the spirit in our life. That's crazy. Does that sound crazy? It sounds crazy to me. Okay, when I look at that, I, I start to, I mean, I immediately judge these people. And I know we should not. We do not judge in this place. But in my heart, I admit, I judge them because I go, man, you were just with Jesus. And then he took off and he ascended into heaven and said, hey, wait here for my spirit. And now there's only 120 of us left. What happened to all these other people? I give them a hard time, but I'll be real honest. I do the same thing in my life. I mean, 10 days is a long time. A lot of us went on trips over spring break. Some of us went and served and had this incredible time, not only serving God, getting our eyes off of ourselves, building deep community, sharing our life in intimate ways with each other, vulnerably, not having the distraction of the comparison that social media brings in our life. Okay, not just scrolling on Instagram all the time and comparing myself to others. And we, had this, we didn't have that as a distraction. All of a sudden, we feel super connected with God. We go, this is the way I wanna live my life in community and giving my life away. For some of us, if we got home from San Francisco or the Dominican Republic trip, that day we got home was 10 days ago. But for some of us, even in those 10 days, we feel like we are in a completely different place right now. I know that is my biggest, the hardest thing for me to do is wait. 
I'll be honest, waiting is really, really difficult in my life. In fact, some of the biggest fights that we have had in my marriage are about my lack of ability to wait. Okay, this, uh, this really started right when we got married. We moved to California and we had this tiny little apartment and we had no furniture and we're going on Craigslist trying to get any of our furniture and we have no money, but we moved in September. It's football season and I needed a big TV to watch. We were living in California. I justified it. If I'm not going to go to Husky games, I need to at least be able to watch them on a really large TV. And so we go to one store, we go shopping. We don't have any money. Okay. And we see TV. It's what I call very average size, like 42 inches. Okay. Um, and, and I go, and Rachel's like, we should not be spending money on this. And I'm trying to justify it. It'll be fine. And then we go somewhere else. We look and we, we decide, okay, we're going to go back to the original place and we're going to get this 42 inch TV, wasn't that expensive. They're not that expensive now um, because people want like 80 inch TVs. And so we decide, okay, we'll go get that one. It's a few hundred dollars. We can afford it. She's super tired after going to multiple places. She goes, I honestly am just gonna sleep in the car, go in and grab the TV that we picked out. So I walk in the store. I go, I'll take that one. And the guy selling the TVs says, I don't think you want that one. This one here, watch, just watch. There was football going on on the TVs. He's like, watch, if they move real fast, the one you want kind of has a light delay on it. It's like a little bit of a, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> You're right. It does have a delay on it. And then he's like, but this one, it's 55 inches. It's much larger and the screen quality is so much better. And it's not really that much more money, like a couple hundred dollars. And I was like, we don't have that kind of money. And he goes, that's fine. You can get the Best Buy credit card and pay no interest for 18 months. Well, long story, well, kind of short. Um, I go, what a great deal. Rachel's gonna love this. You can tell I'd only been married a couple of weeks. I did not really know what she loved or did not love at the time. I thought I knew. I go, she's gonna love this. I bring out this giant TV. I can't even carry it. We're rolling out the TV, okay? I purchased the Best Buy credit card and... Um, we put the TV in the car. She goes, that looks way bigger than the other one we picked out. I said, yeah, you're going to love this. This is such a better deal than the other one. Um, let's just say that was probably the biggest fight of our marriage. It was multiple days. It was really awkward uh, to sleep someone near each other that night. Um, she was not as excited about the giant TV or that we had got another credit card and purchased the TV on it because of my lack of ability to wait. I know some of us are like that. I know some of us when we go to Costco on Saturday and then we're like 11 carts deep in the line and then we're thinking waiting is the worst thing in the world. In fact, that's when the devil comes out in me, I will admit. I'm 11 carts deep, I'm here, I already had all my samples, I was happy for a second, but then the line opens up right next to me. And I'm like, yes, and now I don't care about anything. I just am pushing old people out of the way. I really want to get to the front because when I think of waiting, when I think of waiting on the spirit, when I think of these guys that had to stick around and just wait for God's spirit to show up in a way that they didn't know, I think about being 11 carts deep at Costco. I think it's a waste of time. I am wasting my time. I'm not waiting in any sort of healthy way. I'm wasting my time. Let's be honest. When we think about waiting on God's spirit in our life, okay, I'll wait for him to speak. I'll wait for him 
to move. I want to hear God. I'm trying to wait. But what it feels like is just laziness. What it feels like is a lack of productivity. What it feels like to me is others are getting ahead in life and I'm falling behind. There's a difference. There's a difference in that way of waiting 11 carts deep at Costco and waiting for the spirit to show up and following in it when we decide to move. And that is a difference. That is the way these guys waited. The 120 that stuck around is because they waited in anticipation. It's a different type of waiting. It's waiting expectantly. It's Christmas Eve waiting, knowing that something's coming in the morning because the last eight years I've gotten presents from my parents or Santa and it's co- I know it's coming. It's waiting in expectation and anticipation of something that is going to be incredible. You know what I hope that this community is becoming? A group of people that is anticipating what God is going to do, that is learning that sometimes that timing is not in our timing. Sometimes that means being patient for the Spirit. Anticipating that it may not happen exactly when we want it to happen, but that it's better to wait and follow and trust God, really, really hard thing, than just to decide we're going to move forward because we're falling behind, anticipating God's movement. There's something else. If we're going to be people that anticipate God's movement, if we anticipate the spirit coming and we try to get in line and be a part of that movement, we also need to anticipate that there's going to be doubt. There's going to be mocking. There's going to be people that don't agree with you at all. Putting your faith in Jesus is not easy. Trusting the spirit's guidance in our life rather than just trusting in security and safety is not easy. I mean, look at these guys, okay? 3,000 people added to their numbers first day. They go from 120 to 3,120 in one day. That's a pretty good ratio. And yet still, there were tons of people that were outside saying, that ain't no spirit. These guys are drunk, drunk on wine right now. That's ludicrous. So we follow the spirit, there's going to be that. We know that making a choice to follow him, to be a witness for God, to stand up and say, God has done something in my life and I want the world to know that. And I wanna follow him. I wanna put my trust in him, that that is not an easy thing to do. And people outside, okay, are gonna say, oh, that's crazy. You're drunk on wine. Oh, that's crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Don't take that. Don't, don't go serve with your time. That's a waste of your time. Get ahead. You need to get ahead in school. You need to get ahead in the job. People are passing you all the time. Don't wait on God. Don't give your life away. Don't give your money away. Don't help people with your money. Like you earn that. Like make sure you're getting ahead. Use your money to get ahead. We hear mockery from outside and we also, we hear doubt from inside. And sometimes the hardest thing is when the person sitting right next to you or your own family or your close friends say, I don't know about this decision. I don't know about this decision to go on deputation and serve for two months. There's other things you could be doing. What if, what if you don't get a job? What if you fall behind other people that have it? 
It's the anticipation that the spirit is going to move, but it's also the anticipation that people are going to doubt and mock. That is something we need to be aware of. But I'll tell you what happens. What happens when we follow the spirit's lead in our life, when we accept the grace that he has given us and we know it for ourselves, not just for the other people. We can do something really cool. We get to be a witness to the working of God. You know, some of us, we hear this word witness. We think, oh my gosh, am I gonna be asked to go on campus and, and yell at people and tell them how much I love Jesus that I don't know? I don't really wanna buy into that, Mike. I'm not for that. That is not our homework tonight. Do not worry. <laughs> I know some people were creeping toward the back door, being a witness and say, I'm aware. I, you know what? God has done something in me. God's done something in me. He's changed who I am. And I want the world to know that. Tonight, people following in this idea of Acts 1, where Jesus says, you will be my witnesses, first in this place, then in places that are less comfortable, and then around the world, we get the chance to celebrate with a number of our, our friends and our community that are standing up and saying, I wanna be a witness to what God is doing, to what I think he's doing out here, but what I know he's doing in here. And I want you to know, if you wanna, if you want, if that's going on in your life and you wanna declare that, you wanna, you know, be a witness to that, I want you to know this is a great space to do it. We're gonna do something this spring. Even if you've been baptized and you're like, hey, I don't I would wanna be baptized, or maybe I've been baptized as a kid, but I just wanna, I wanna declare what God has done in me and I wanna be a witness. We're gonna have spots throughout this quarter. Come talk to me. I wanna have people up here, not just to get baptized, but that get up in front and say, hey, I want, I want people to know the way that God has worked and what he's doing in me and the grace that he is filling me with as a witness and a declaration to what he's doing. That's a powerful thing. We get the chance to celebrate together. I know that's not easy. But my hope is that the community we're becoming is recognizing that we can be united together, even though we may come from different places, united by the power and the spirit of God's love in our life. And that moves us to take big risks, anticipating that the spirit of God is going to show up, take care of us, and push us to a place where hopefully we can also witness about what God has done in our life. I'm gonna pray for us, and we'll continue to celebrate with a number of our friends up here tonight. Lord Jesus, God, I know sometimes the decisions to trust you or to follow you seem crazy. God, I love when this world and your world intersect and it seems like things align, but God, we know that that does not always happen. We know sometimes it feels like a rarity that those two things would align. God, but I pray for us in this room tonight, if we're coming here for the first time, if we're just being introduced to who you are, God, would you be showing us your love and your grace for us? Showing us the invitation into knowing you and just checking you out here. God, for those that are sitting here going, man, I wanna trust Jesus. God, I wanna put more of my faith in you, but it's hard. God, would you be giving us the strength and the courage and the support of a community of people around us that are joining in that with us. God, let us experience your spirit even more in this place tonight. We pray all this in your name, amen.